The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon, Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play where you can play free and paid game for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. Roster brought to you by Manscaped, the leader in below-the-belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP for 20% off of your order and free shipping. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is currently Friday, January 28th, 6.37 p.m. on the East Coast. NBA or NBA NFL Conference Championship Player Props Edition. That just tells you how many podcasts or podcasts I do every single week. But here we are. It is championship weekend and joining me. A round table of full sharp betters, my man. Huh, Dan Titus. Dan, how you feeling, man? What up? What up? Uh, feeling great, man. This is going to be a great conference weekend. After what we saw last week, man, just absolutely madness, craziness. Probably the best two minutes of football I've ever watched. I mean, arguably that was probably the best playoff game I've ever watched. Uh, just absolutely bananas. But uh, yeah, I think we're still going to have a pretty good, pretty good uh, weekend panned out for this one too man we got another what the third game uh, against the san francisco 49ers and the rams and then we got a rematch of a really good game between the Bengals and the chiefs that happened in week 17 so i'm hyped for it man really hyped for it yeah it's gonna be exciting week and also joining us this evening co-host of the fantasy football podcast and the newest podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i'm gonna let rod get into that but rod Mia Gomez Rod, the newest host of which podcast is now happening on SGPN, man. We are adding the NASCAR Gambling Podcast to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The first episode is already live. Moon off. I don't mess around, my friend. Uh, I meant it when I said just before we hit the the record button that my goal is to become you. Uh, <laughs> not know which podcast I'm actually queuing up when we uh, when we start to hit the record button. It's just because one big blur. Like after a while, like <laughs> there there was a point. 
where it was, I think it was like September, October and me and Dan were like previewing the divisions. I think it was like August or like early end of August, September, we were previewing the divisions and then like MLB was still going on. We were previewing NFL and then NBA start was starting back up as well. So at a point it'll just become one big blur, but yeah, another podcast added to the sports gambling podcast network. Uh, we'll, we'll get into a little more detail at the end of the show with Rod, but um, yeah, we're, we just keep on growing here on S. GPN. Uh, like Dan alluded to, man, probably one of the best weekends as far as playoff uh, football uh, ever. Maybe I think a lot of people have said that, but uh, God, I don't know where to start. Let, let, let's start with um, Rod. Let's start with the 49ers, man. I mean, wasn't the most exciting game of the weekend, but it did as far as like points being scored and things like that, whether obviously was a huge factor there. Um, 49ers pull out the victory with the uh, game expiring or game winning field goal by Robbie G sending the San Francisco 49ers into the NFC uh, conference championship then to face on the Los Angeles Rams. But your team is through to the, uh, I guess we could say the semifinal in the conference championship, man. How are you feeling? Yeah, it, it wasn't sexy. It, it wasn't the prettiest uh, person in the room, but I got to tell you right now, it did the job and it got exactly what it needed to be. Uh, and look, there's the, the that sign, right? Where Or not even that sign, but where Aaron Rodgers walked around Chicago talking about how he owns him. Uh, guess what, Aaron Rodgers? San Francisco owns you, my friend. <laughs> yes, sir. We did not draft you, and we have beaten you every single time for the most part that we have played you in the in the recent future. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'm stoked. I, I really, I can't even begin to imagine what this week is going to be like for me, biting my nails the whole time through. But again, this was one of those those games where this was a Niners game, especially a 2021 Niners game where it wasn't flashy, but in the end, we just walked away with a win. And and in the end of the day, or at the end of the day, which is, I hate that phrase, but I used it anyways. Isn't that what you want to do? You just want to win. Yeah. I mean, especially in the playoffs, it just kind of comes down to just win. You know, I don't care how sexy it is or how bad it is. Like, you just need to win that game and advance to the next, the next stage of the playoffs. But, um, yeah, it, it was – I mean, for this team to win this that game without an offensive touchdown, that amazes me, especially against the Green Bay Packers, which all throughout the season were scoring at will with Aaron Rodgers back there. But, Rod, like you alluded to – Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears, but hey, San Francisco 49ers is your daddy, Aaron Rodgers. So um, <laughs> probably the last time we um, possibly, I think we do see Aaron Rodgers, uh, the last time I think in a Packers uniform, but it'll be interesting to see where he kind of ends up. But yeah, on to the uh, championship game for the San Francisco 49ers. My, my tickets are still looking good, but Dan, um, three other games this weekend. You talked about the Buffalo and the Kansas City Chiefs game, probably the best football game I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, we'll get to that one in a minute. But from the other two, the Rams and the and the the Bucks, and then the um, what was the other game I'm missing? The Bengals, uh, and, the Bengals and the Titans. Yeah, takeaways from those game, man. Uh, takeaways from Bengals Titans. I just was surprised at how bad Tennessee looked with a with a, an extra week of preparation. It just yeah. looked like they just came out really flat. Ryan Tannehill, I don't know. He just didn't have a really good game, man. I think the play calling, obviously, A.J. Brown went off, but I don't know. I just wasn't really 
wasn't really feeling confident with that team. Um, and I think that that was kind of the feeling that we had most of the season was, was this team really real? And I think they showed their true colors when it meant most. So, um, yeah, congratulations to the Bengals. They they played well. It's Joe Burrow. Um, he's, he's really done a good job despite taking taking nine sacks. Man, they still came out on top. So really impressed by them. And then uh, going to the Rams and Bucks game, I mean, I think we saw that the the Rams um, the Rams front was was definitely going to be the differentiator in that game, and yeah. Brady was definitely rattled early on. You know, had the bloody lip and all that. But mm-hmm. this is what we've seen with McVay, man, and this is what's going to be the true test of him this week. Is is he going to continue to keep the foot on the gas? He kind of let it up, yeah. and uh, that's when Brady got back in the game and actually almost made a chance of it. So, and you know, Matt Stafford almost fumbled the game away as Cam Akers did too a couple times. So, yeah. Um, the Rams can't can't fall asleep at this time. They gotta they gotta remain aggressive, and that's the only way they're gonna have a chance to beat the Niners. Yeah, if I would have told you that your quarterback would have been sacked nine times, uh, you probably would have said that you had no chance of winning this game. But equally bad was this Tennessee offense, and I was very surprised. Yeah, I understand that they got Derrick Henry back in that game, and and he looked he looked okay. But when he had uh, when you had Dante Foreman in this lineup and he had what four rushes for 66 yards. He was breaking tackles and getting down the field. I'm very surprised yeah. that they didn't use him more. Uh, I understand that you had Derek Henry back, but you know, Henry wasn't hundred percent. We can take that away for sure. Especially on some of the four down uh, runs that he had. He just didn't have that, you know, that cut factor or that explosiveness off of the, off of the handoff. But um, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, I don't think the guy is it, man. I mean, uh, I came into this game thinking that the the thought process that the same thought process you had, Dan, is that they had that extra week to prepare. Like they had, you know, opportunities to watch the Cincinnati Bengals team um, prior to in that week against the Raiders and all throughout the season, they just weren't able to put that game plan together. But yeah, I mean, give credit to the Cincinnati Bengals for the amount of hits that Joe Burrow took 28 of 37, 348 yards in that game. Absolutely incredible. No uh, passing touchdowns, but uh, Joe Mixon was also great in this game. 14 carries, 54 yards. Jamar Chase, I mean, what more can you say? Another 100-yard game for him. And then the Rams and Bucks game. I think this was the game that it was going to catch up to them not having Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown in this lineup. And the, the amount of success that those two – or the amount of offensive output they had last year in their title run, I think eventually it was going to catch up with to, to them, whether it was this past weekend or it was going to be this weekend. Unfortunately for them, it was this past weekend uh, against the uh, LA Rams. But any takeaways from that game, uh, Rod, for uh, Tom Brady and uh, the Los Angeles Rams? When you rattle Brady early, it, I feel like it plays mind games with him a lot more than other play, And especially now that he's in the later part of his career, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you almost saw an air of I'm untouchable. And I think that might be catching up with Tom at this point, because look, we can't even deny that he is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. You can hate him all you want, but the numbers themselves already say that, right? I mean, you can hate his personality, but you just look at those sheer numbers and he's the best. So when you start to become the old man in the room, which I know all too well, you start to feel like (laughs) you're above a lot of things. And that you shouldn't have to take a lot of the stuff that the young kids take because you've been through more. Yeah. And I'm starting to see that with Tom Brady more and more now, as the especially as this year wore on, where he was like, I'm Tom Brady. Like, I don't got to put up with this nonsense. What This guy touched me. He hit me. He broke my lip. Like, you know, 20-year-old Joe Burrow gets that happening, and he's popping back up and doing that again. 
Yeah. You know, he's not crying the rest of the game. So I, I have a feeling that this may be the last time we see Tom Brady play. I think Giselle may want that too. Uh, you know, daddy to be home. But the, again, I, to me, I feel like that's what happened. Tom Brady sort of got in his own way in that game. And, and I think it carried through the rest. You didn't see that crisp offense that you saw it, it, the whole season long. You saw a rattle Brady and, yeah. and I think it carried through. Yeah, I think that um, I think we get one more year out of Tom Brady. I think this might be the last ride or the or the last dance for Tom Brady this coming season. I think it might be time for him to hang up the cleats. But hey, give credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They fought back in that second half. I mean, yeah, fortunately uh, for them that the bounce ball, the ball bounced their way on a couple of fumbles by Cam Akers um, and they were able to convert that into points. You know, like like Dan said, they tied this game up 27-27, but in the end, Cooper Cup, a guy that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, was was pretty much the difference maker, especially in that last drive for the uh, L.A. Rams as Stafford set him up for that game-winning field goal. So, again, just an exciting for that, of oh, – yeah, so, want to go back to that real quick. Yeah. What is Todd Bowles doing? Why are you blitzing the yeah. slot? Like what? What do you do? You have one job, and that's to guard Cooper Cup, or don't let the big play happen. You have no reason to blitz at that point. That was the other takeaway that I had. I was like, man, Todd Bowles, you just lost yourself a head coaching job on that one. Put hands on him, like just jam him yeah. off the line. A, a holding penalty Something. is way better than than yes. what they just way did. better, way better. You knew the ball was going to go to one player on that Los Angeles Rams team down the field. And it just boggles my mind how many times. I mean, give a lot of credit to Cooper Cup and to Matthew Stafford. But yeah, again, it throw. yeah, it was a great throw. And I think the same thing happened in the Kansas City Chiefs game with 13 seconds left. Number one, you should have, on that kickoff, that ball should have either been swift kicked down to the 10-yard line or at least been in play to take at least another, what, three, four seconds off the clock. And, oh, and, need, pin, yeah. Yeah, and, and pin Mahomes back within maybe like at the 20-yard line or the 15-yard line, that would have made a difference. And you knew for the Kansas City Chiefs, that ball was going to be going to two players, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And that's what really came into fruition for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, again, for, for, the, for the Bills, and we'll kind of transition to this game before we get into our player props, Bro, Bills, what are you doing on defense? Like 13 seconds for Mahomes is an eternity with players like that. You knew it was going to go to two players. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Takeaways from that, those that final 13 seconds, Dan, quickly before we get into the playoff. But what what is what's the mindset for Leslie Frazier there in that final 13 seconds? Uh, I mean, I think at that point, he was just trying to do whatever he could, but like, I think the defenses were just so tired at the end of that game that, yeah. you know, there's a whole nother conversation to be had about overtime and whatever. But I, I just think that both teams were just gassed at that point and whoever got the ball last was going to be the one winning the game. And mm-hmm. that's ultimately what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't really put too much blame into Leslie Frazier. Like I think, I think a lot of teams are, are guilty of just falling victim to this prevent defense where you think that you're just trying to save the touchdown and you're leaving all these gaps for people to just hit these short intermediate routes and just get chunk yards. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, if that was Josh Allen on the other side of the ball, I feel like he would have done the same thing. Sure. Uh, just by how tired those defenses were, but yeah, it's yeah. crazy. ending into the game, man. Rod final thoughts on the th- that 13 seconds. Trip and fall again. Like it, there's, there's so many ways that you could just inadvertent contact. It just, you know, like you said, the the two players that are in play there are Travis Kelsey and 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 Tyreek Hill. You know this. Like you don't even have to read stat sheets to know that that's where that's going. So, I don't know. A penalty is is better than a, a huge play. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, it, that's smart that just, yeah, either have a holding call on them or pass yeah. interference call, but it's like five seconds, right? That takes time off the clock. They're not going to put that time back on the clock, but, uh, right. but just, yeah, one of the great, I mean, divisional round weekends ever. I, I'm, that's going to be very, very hard to top uh, this coming weekend. But uh, again, we're down to the final four teams in the NFL. We have the Cincinnati Bengals that will be visiting Kansas City in Arrowhead this week in the first game on Sunday at 2 p.m. Central time, 3 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, the third matchup, like Dan said, between the, the two division rivals, division rivals of the NFC West, the San Francisco 49ers uh, going into L.A. for a home game. Uh, <laughs> uh, LA. Yeah. LA. 5.30, 6.30 in uh, Central. So that, that's going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, guys, let's put a bow on the divisional round. Let's take a quick break here and we'll come back and we'll dive into the player props for the championship uh, series. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you'll receive $250 in free bets with WinBet goes live in Louisiana. All other new customers have a chance to get $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays, live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Joined over 4 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. It's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. So make sure to head over to Manscaped and use that pro- promo code SGP. Look, guys, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, or you have a new lady friend in your life, you have a girlfriend, and you have your wife. You want to make sure that you're clean below the wealth, below the belt for your wealth of your family jewels. So make sure to head over to Manscaped. Uh, and use promo code SGP on manscaped.com. That's promo code SGP. If you use that code, not only will you get 20% off of your entire order, but you also get free shipping. So again, manscaped.com, check out the performance package and use promo code SGP when you check out for that special offer of 20% off and free shipping worldwide. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry, and this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. Don't know anything about horses? Don't worry about it, guys. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. 
Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in on the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into these player props for the conference championships. Uh, Rod, I'll start with you, man. What is your first player prop for this weekend? Quick disclaimer, I'm going heavy Niners on this one, you guys. So just uh, pr- settle in for a bunch of Niners props here. No, no bias there. Uh, yeah, every bias here. <laughs> uh, all right. My first one, though, I'm going to hit Debo. Uh, I'm going to hit Debo and I'm going to hit Debo's rushing total. Right now, they got Debo over under set at 39 and a half rushing yards. Come on. Come on. You don't think he's going to get 40 rushing yards in this game? He had 44 against Green Bay. He barely had almost 40 against Dallas. He had 38 against Dallas. But the last time that these guys met, I'm sorry, that's uh, that's not rushing yards. He had 39 rushing yards against Green Bay, 72 against Dallas. Sorry, looking at the wrong stats. Uh, but he had 45 rushing yards the last time these guys met. Look, Debo's running the ball. And, and he's just going to continue to run the ball. And in this instance where Jimmy Garoppolo was the only one, the only, we said it too, Munaf and Dan, we mm-hmm. said it, that Jimmy was going to be the problem child with our all quarterback over 200 prop. And he was. So again, that puts the ball in the hands of not only Elijah Mitchell, but it puts it in the hands of Debo Samuel. I think that's going to happen again against the Rams. And 39 and a half is a really low number for me in this, in this case. And I feel like Debo's got this and then some, I almost feel like he's going to be closer to the 72 yard game that he put up against Dallas. than he is the 39 yard game that he put up against green Bay. Cause obviously the snow played a huge factor into that game too. So in that second half, uh, you know, so again, I, I think 39 and a half is a good number for Debo to hit the over. And, and I'm going to take that bet all, all day. I think we got to give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan for the ways. I think we've talked about this every single week, but rightfully so, we should keep mentioning that. He finds different ways to get Debo involved, whether it's out of the passing game, whether it's out of the running game. In the last two weeks, like you uh, you know, you know, talked about uh, there, Rod, that 39 rushing yards against the Green Bay Packers, 72 against the Dallas Cowboys, and then he's had success running the ball the, um, during the season, too, at least when they finally figured out to use uh, Debo in the running game. 36 in, in the Meeting back in uh, November 15th on Monday Night Football, uh, did Debo have in the last game of the regular season 45 rushing yards on eight attempts. So, yeah, I think that, again, we'll see a lot of Debo uh, early and we'll see a lot of heavy Debo this week as well. Uh, So I love this player prop uh, for Debo Samuel this week. Uh, Thoughts on Debo this week, Dan? I'm all in on Debo ultimate playmaker as, as uh, Rod alluded to Jimmy Garoppolo ain't it. So you got to run the ball a lot and it's going to be a combination of Elijah Mitchell and uh, Debo. So no reason to think that Debo can't hit over this, this line. Yeah. hundred percent. Again, uh, San Francisco 49ers this week uh, in LA, I think Debo is going to have to be the man again. Like he has been not only all season long, but also in the playoffs so far for uh, their offense. Dan, let's get to your first player prop, man. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Niners as well. I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo under 231 and a half passing yards. Uh, sorry to say, Rod, but uh, your boy hasn't thrown over this mark in five playoff appearances. The most he's thrown for is 219, which he did in the 2019 Super Bowl. He is the definition of a game manager. 
for the Niners to be successful here, they're going to have to run the ball and um, they can still win this game outright without Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball a lot. So I like Jimmy Garoppolo to not exceed 231 and a half. Yeah. Rod, let me get your thoughts first on this and then I'll I'll chime in here. But the thing of it is, is that you're absolutely correct. I mean, this is a, the, the Niners don't need to rely on him. And to me, I think that's a good thing. In yeah, that that's a great thing. Total team. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a great thing for betters because you can keep betting the under on Jimmy Garoppolo's passing yards and, and hitting it. And I can still win uh, and watch winning football. So <laughs> here's the thing, too. With Jimmy, it's frustrating because so many people are on him for not being a Stafford or being uh, any of the quarterbacks that are even left, a Burrow or uh, in this. And, and I know they like to make fun of him. But like we said in the beginning, the ultimate it, the ultimate goal is to win a game. So if you can be on that winning team, you had especially as the quarterback, you play a part. Yeah, the other parts of your team step up and help out, but you're you're there. You're the one touching the ball the most. And against the Rams, this is not going to be a high flying game. I know Cooper Cup and Stafford are sexy and they put air yards up, uh, but I don't know that the the Niners are going to have to keep up with them because they didn't have to keep up with Dallas in the same aspect as most other teams did. Right. So this is, I think, going to be another Dallas type situation where Jimmy's going to do what he's got to do and turn the hand the ball off. And yeah, and I think that keeps it under 230 passing yards for sure. And and Garoppolo is six and oh against the Rams, man. So like whatever he does, it works. Right. Like the the McVay's never figured it out yet. So like I feel like there's there's something to the the system that Kyle Shanahan runs that is just extremely effective against uh, the Rams. So what what ain't what ain't broke? Don't uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and this is what the sixth uh, playoff career game for uh, Jimmy G, at least as a member of the 49ers being the quarterback. And he hasn't gone over this number. The, the closest once. that, yeah, that, the closest that he's got was in the Super Bowl um, where he had 219 passing yards. And, you know, over the last two weeks, he's had 25 attempts, 19 attempts for 172, 131. And I'm quickly trying to see in the six games uh, against the. I mean, uh, he did Rams. go for 300 plus in week 18, but. Uh, that was also a different game script, right? Like they, yeah. the Niners were down the whole game exactly. where they had to throw. Yeah. So, but in this situation, I don't know. There, were, there wasn't many games. Like if you look at the first game that they played, the Niners won 31, 14, they, they dominated the whole game yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have to throw that much. I think that could be the game script that we're going to see here. I don't, I don't see the, the Niners going up 17 to three or the, uh, the Rams going up 17 to three again and having to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo. If that's going to be the case, uh, that might, that might be curtains. Cause I don't know if we're going to get that type of Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he's off the injury report for a shoulder injury. I still don't know that I want to rely on him to throw the ball that much uh, in this situation. Yeah, that thumb may come into a play too, though. Yeah, yeah I, right, right. Yeah, and, and I think that the, I, I'm waiting to see like that those seven, eight minute drives that they orchestrate do the San Francisco 49ers, where um, they're they're number one keeping the offense of the Rams off the field, and we saw this throughout the season where they had those long drives of eight, nine minutes, just just running the football down your throat. Whether it's Elijah Mitchell, whether it's it's Debo Samuel, or whether it's another running back on their roster, I, I, I'm probably trying to see or expecting that this week against the Rams, where they have these long drives. And again, for the 49ers to be successful, it doesn't have to be on the shoulders of Jimmy G. And I agree, their 100%. defense was their defense was spectacular last yeah. week, right? Like that won them the game. Yeah. So Jimmy G just has to make 
He just has to make those game-winning drives that he's done several different times in the course of the season uh, to be effective. And that's why I'm kind of banking on the under on his passing yards because I don't – the best version of the Niners is when he doesn't have to throw a lot. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, he had that, what, 80, 80, 85-yard drive in the final week of the season right. where they needed him to do it. He's fully right. capable of doing that. But, again, in a playoff game, and the, the record speaks for himself. Like, his career numbers in the playoffs speak for themselves. Like, they don't need – Jimmy G to go out and beat Tom Brady where he has to come out and throw 300, 400 yards. This team on all three phases of, of special teams, defense and offense are really, really good. So and it, it kills me to see because he gets so much slander because he's not, we're, we're so used to seeing air raid offense in the NFL, right? Where it's pass, pass, pass. We, we see points being scored where like 49ers football it's that old school mentality of like, Hey, let's run the football. Let's play great defense. And that's how we're going to win games. So yeah, I agree with you 100% on this play, Dan, um, for my first play, uh, also stay in that game. It's also around Debo. And I think, um, this is a game where I think we're, or, or at least on this problem, we're kind of getting a discounted price and I'm gonna go Debo Samuel longest reception over 21 and a half yards. And we're used to seeing this number around 23 and a half, 24 and a half, all the way up to 25 and a half. So I think just because, you know, the game script might be different where we're kind of getting a discounted price on them. I know he hasn't gone over this number in the two playoff games so far, but he's done it twice against the Rams this season. He had a long reception of 43 yards and 40 yards against the Rams. And further, I think when we talk about and we and I went back and looked at the schedule and, and the times that the 49ers have played in, quote unquote, indoors or in domes, Debo has gone over this uh, projection in seven out of those eight games this season where they were in either a dome or, or a closed roof, I guess we can say, like L.A. is. Um, I, we, we just talked about Debo is going to be a big part of the offense uh, game plan where they're running the ball in, 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 the, in the passing game as well. So it just takes Debo to get one of those screen passes or one of those slant passes for him to get you know a 22-yard reception. So I'm going to go Debo Samuel, longest reception over 21 and a half yards this week against the uh, San Francisco uh, – sorry, against the uh, L.A. Rams. Uh, we just talked about Debo, but uh, anything else for Debo, um, Rod, at least as far as longest reception? No, I mean, you, you nailed it. And we, we say it every time, right? I mean, it just takes one. And it literally only takes somebody to, to squirt free once, and, and you got the, the longest reception. So, yeah, if anybody can do it, Debo – yeah, the yards after catch, the break tackles for that guy. I mean, he's slippery. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take that bet. Yeah, you talked about this a lot, the, the yak for guys like Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. And I think that, you no, know, hopefully that comes into fruition uh, this uh, Sunday against the L.A. Rams. Uh, that will be the first of all of ours, right? Yeah, Rod, let's uh, kick it off with player prop number two, man. What do you got? All right, we're going to stay with San Francisco. Again, this is a San Francisco heavy prop cast so far. <laughs> uh, you you know, we talked on the messages real quick before we were getting the show set up, and you asked me, hey, are you on Elijah Mitchell's uh, carries? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> not if you want to, and you kicked it to me. So guess what? I am on Elijah Mitchell's carries now. Uh, they have him at 17 and a half uh, rushing attempts. Unbelievable. That is, yeah. uh, What? So definitely take the over on that one. Uh, I know he came in right at 17 last week, but that was a different game. The Niners had a possession taken away from them because of the blocked punt touchdown. So you got to figure that if they got that possession back, he would have at least gotten one more carry on that, if not three or four or five. And he'd been looking more at the 27 carries that he had against Dallas. And, you know, again, he hasn't had less than 17 carries over the last month and a half. So, you know, I'm telling you right now, any over on Elijah Mitchell that is in the 20s even, 
take it because that guy and for me you talked about this this offense not being the super high fly air rating stuff Man, I love Army football, and that's triple option football. If the Niners played triple option, I would care less if they had Debo, Elijah Mitchell, and even Trey Sermon back there, and all Jimmy G was was a triple option quarterback. I'm good with that. Uh, I know he can't run to save his life, but, uh, you know, still, uh, Trey Lance, right? Turn them into the triple option next week, next year. Uh, I'm okay with that because I, I love me a good running game. Yeah, I mean, we kind of take a look at, uh, you know, last week that you just you hit the nail on the head that if they had that extra possession, he would have gotten over this number. But I mean, he's been in the high 20s over, you know, he had 27 against the Cowboys. And then the final five weeks of the regular season where he played um, 27, 27, 22, 21, 21. So I think that, you know, we'll see more running. We This is this is what San Francisco is right this season that they run, 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 run. And they love running. So Elijah Mitchell is going to be featured uh, running the football here for the um, for the San Francisco 49ers. Any thoughts on this one, Dan, for Elijah Mitchell over uh, 17 and a half rush attempts? Yeah, I was going to play this one, to be honest. Uh, I, I recommended it last week. He missed it by by the hook at 17 yeah. and a half. But um, I think this is a smash over, man. Uh, and what we're outlining as the game script to this was a, was just super run heavy. Uh, 17 and a half seems light for a guy that rushed for, what, 21 carries in their first matchup uh, and then 27 in their second one. 27 and – sorry, 27 and – 21. Yeah. Second one, yeah. And 21. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm smashing this over. Yeah. hundred percent. I think this might be a, a prop cast, uh, best bet together, even though we'll give our best bets here in, in a minute, but I think that we're yeah, I'm curious to see what his best bet is. Cause that, that would have been my, yeah. <laughs> that was tracking <laughs> to be my best bet. And I just, I just took it off the list, but, uh, I love Sorry, that man. one. <laughs> hey, hey, we're just out here trying to pick winners for our listeners. So I think we're all in agreement about this one. Uh, we'll, we'll together put it as a as a best bet as, as the between the three of us for the prop guest. But Dan, uh, player prop number two, man, what do you got? All right, I'm going to talk about a team that's not the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Van Jefferson over 30 and a half receiving yards. I think this is a bit low. He went over this in 12 out of 18 games this year. Um, well, 17 games, um, 67% hit rate. He went over this in both of the matchups versus the Niners this season. Um, I'm expecting them to bring more coverage um, against Cooper Cup. I mean, he had over really uh, went over 100 yards in both of those contests, but uh, you got to expect for them uh, to factor in for Cooper Cup a little bit more. So I think that's going to open up more targets for Van Jefferson. Um, and he could also do this in one play. He's averaging um, close to 16 yards per reception. So I see his reception's also sitting at two and a half at plus money. So I'd also be interested in that. But um, yeah, I think. He's going to get free for more than 30 yards here. So I think this is a pretty safe play at such a low, uh, low number. Yeah. I was looking at this one as well, Dan. And I think that, you know, Van Jefferson's going to have to step up this week uh, for the LA or sorry. Uh, oh, what am I saying? Um, what was the player problem again? You said <laughs> Van Jefferson for the Rams. You got it. You're right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I know we're on the same game. I thought always said it's a different game. But yeah, the Lakers? Van Jefferson. What are we talking about? <laughs> No, um, yeah, you're right, Van Jefferson. I was looking at his receptions as well for this game. I think it was only listed at two and a half. Uh, for yeah, Van two and a half at plus money, man. I'm, yeah. I'm all up on that, too. That, that's going to be my hedge to it, too. Yeah, so I think especially at plus money, I really like this number um, for Van Jefferson. Again, they're going to need help. You know that attention is going to be on Cooper Cup this week. Like, you just know that for a fact, right? You can try to do whatever you can to contain Cooper Cup, and that's going to open up opportunities for guys like OBJ, but I think Van Jefferson might be that guy this week. Um, for the uh, LA Rams facing this uh, defense of the San Francisco 49ers thoughts on Van Jefferson uh, this week uh, Rams as he or for the Rams as he takes on your team here uh, Rod 
I think the only thing that scares me about that a little bit is Higby and how much Higby's gotten involved uh, as yes. well. So, but I mean, look, you got to take Odell and Cooper Cup off the board. I think to me that that's where the defense has the scheme. I think San Francisco can do that, especially this week, uh, just knowing that they've they've already seen them within the last month, right? I mean, so this is this is an instance where they're they're seeing them again for the second time and and they know what they're up against so yeah i mean i think they do have to get van jefferson a little more involved and i mean dan like you said a couple catches with 16 yards per catch that, that can get it done in an instant and you may not even be sweating it all that long right yeah i agree with you guys i mean uh look i, I think that they're gonna do whatever like i said to get, take away cooper Cup, but it takes one catch for van jefferson really to get one over the top and we've seen it numerous times from uh, matthew stafford uh, finding his receivers. And we've seen him multiple times with Van Jefferson. So uh, yeah, I do love this play as well um, in this game. I'm also going to stay with uh, this game on that side for the Rams. And I'm going to take uh, Matthew Stafford. I'm going to go under 282 and a half passing yards for Matthew Stafford. Definitely shop around for this number because there are um, some books that have it higher and some books that have it uh, around 275 and a half, 279, but definitely shop around. You'll find that 282 and a half. But, um, you know, we talked about at, at the top of the show how this is the third matchup between these two teams here. And in the first two matchups this season, Matthew Stafford threw for 238 and 243 against the Niners uh, in the regular season. And I think in the first playoff game as well against the Cardinals, Stafford threw for only 202 passing yards. And, you know, last week against the Bucks, I think that they were able to take advantage of the secondary there because we know that front seven, especially that defensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is, is, is a, one of the best run defenses in the entire league. So we knew that Matthew Stafford was going to have to come out and throw the football. He was able to find, I mean, Cooper cup for 183 yards, had that big bomb at the end of the game that really, you know, put that passing yard or added on to that passing yard total for him. But I think this is a week where, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he puts these, these game scripts together defensively to really limit what the quarterbacks are doing. We, we saw what they did against Aaron Rodgers. We saw what they did against Dak Prescott. Yeah. Last week, weather was an element, but they were able to shut down that offense. I think that, you know, Kyle Shanahan has seen this Rams team. What? six times now since he took over as the head coach for the 49ers undefeated against Sean McVay as he took over as a head coach for this uh, Los Angeles Rams team. So I think that it's going to be very difficult for Matthew Stafford to get over uh, passing yards this week. So give me the under uh, in this uh, for this player prop, at least for Matthew Stafford under 282 and a half passing yards. Uh, thoughts on that one, Dan? Yeah, I think uh, it, it's going to correlate well because I think Stafford, um, he's going up against the the Niners defense that ranks second in in past DVOA this season. And while they're like, you know, their secondary is a little bit suspect, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, they get pressure onto the quarterback. So Matthew Stafford um, has been decent against the blitz, but I I don't think that they're going to be blitzing him that much. Um, whereas they're just going to bring their 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 front four with Bosa um, and Armstead. I mean, they're going to be beasts, and I think that they've they, that's how they beat him last time was really just putting pressure on that front that front seven um, and getting to him. So if you can make him uncomfortable, he's not going to throw for a lot of yards. Yeah. And I think 
if there's anyone you're going to put your money against, I'd put it against Stafford and McVay uh, because of what we've seen from San Francisco in the past. Like they, they own them. So they've seen them twice. They've seen them three, tw- twice this year already. Yeah. Um, we know what the results been in the last six games. So you got to expect it. I mean, it's probably not going to be much different. So Stafford's going to have to step up a lot uh, to win this game here. I think that, uh, and then Rod, I'll get you. I think that you know these this defensive line for the San Francisco 49ers, That if they're able to get to him early and rattle him, I think yeah. that's going to make a significant difference in this game. But Rod, thoughts on uh, this Matthew Definitely. Stafford prop? You got to figure they just came out of a very emotional game uh, and a very hard fought game against Tampa, right? I mean, I know the Niners did against Green Bay too, but it, I think it was a different type of emotional game, and and it took a lot out of the Rams. And I don't know that they're going to have, I don't want to say the stamina, but maybe the the Niners defense presents a much different uh, challenge than does Tampa Bay, right? I mean, they're a lot more aggressive than Tampa Bay and a lot more powerful. And again, it's a team that they just saw a little bit ago and it's fresh in their memory, exactly what happened the last time they met. So there may be a little more mind game going on to this. And, and Stafford, we, we even saw it last week. He's just prone to make mistakes. And, and now you give him another week of a, of a tough, tough, tough defense. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to even get close to 300 yards this year, or this, this game, let alone 280. Yeah. This is going to be, I, I think this is going to be one of the lower scoring games or, I mean, there's only two games. I think this will probably be the more of the lower scoring one this week. Um, you know, just because again, these two teams are familiar with you, with each other. And, um, you know, this defense, especially these defensive lines are probably one of the best in the entire league. So definitely looking forward to, uh, this matchup this weekend between these two teams. Um, that's going to be the two player. Problem. I know we said, let's save our best bets for the very end. So let's do that. Uh, but before we get into best bets, guys, let's take a quick break here. We will come back. We'll identify best bets. And we will get some final thoughts for this conference championship weekend. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing that's more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. Last weekend was PropSwap's biggest week ever, as bettors from across the country cashed in on the Super Bowl futures. Like Zach from Colorado, who sold a $100, 150-1 Super Bowl ticket for $1,500. Zach locked in his profit when he turned his $100 bet into $1,500, and the buyer got better odds than any sports book. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll find you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and your first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. Also to buy better fantasy. The fantasy season may be over, but action is still coming in on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to be on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's solely free-to-play. You'll earn better credits and completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide in all 50 states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. 
And don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, what everybody's been waiting for, time for best bets for the conference championship games. Rod, I will start with you first, sir. Uh, What is your best bet for this weekend? My best bet is going to be a kicker bet. Robbie Gold, over six and a half points. This is insane that it is that low. We're talking, and look, we we have laid out the San Francisco uh, game and the game script all all show long. So if all of this is true, you know Robbie Gold is going to kick at least two field goals, and Debo Samuel is going to find his way into the end zone, and that's going to be extra point, and that'll be seven points for Robbie gold right there. So, uh, I mean, really, again, I, I feel like that is probably the, the best, the best bet because you know, what's going to happen. We speculate a lot on a lot of these things, yeah. but the, aside from the Elijah Mitchell carries, you know, Robbie gold is going to kick at least a couple of field goals, um, for the Niners. He did it. Uh, let's see. What did he, he had two field goals last, uh, last game against green Bay. So, you know, again, the guy is money. He'll definitely get you points. And uh, and I think for sure he's going to at least get you seven of them for uh, for this game. I can I'm not going to argue with this, man. I mean, I, would we be surprised if we see uh, Robbie G hit another game winning field goal uh, for the San Francisco 49ers as time expires? I mean, you know, this guy's a, a machine. Uh, you know, he's proven it all career long. And, and uh, you know, I think the San Francisco 49ers are glad to have him on, uh, have him as his kicker. So good luck with that player prop uh, for this weekend, uh, Rod. Best bet, Dan, what do you got? I'm going to go with George Kittle over 51 and a half receiving yards. And it's really just a buyback spot, I feel like, because in week 18, when these teams met, he only had 10 yards. Before his career, he's averaging 78.4 receiving yards uh, against the Rams. And uh, we saw Gronk go for 85 last week against the Rams. So I think that, um, you know, with the Rams' vulnerability really being in the middle of the field, I think Kittle's going to get free, at least for a, a quite uh, at least for a few receptions here. So uh, given that we've talked about the yak opportunities for this team uh, between Debo and it's really just going to be Debo and Kittle, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm expecting Debo. I'm expecting Kittle to at least go for uh, 52 yards here. Yeah, last week, like you mentioned, a, a big day for uh, Gronk, at least receiving the ball last week. And George Kittle, uh, you know, we're, we're all kind of waiting for that breakout game for him to, you know, kind of have, have have that game where he has like 60, 70 yards. But last week... Yeah, he, had like, 60, he had 63 against yeah, the Yeah, 63 uh, last Packers. week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, that last game of the, the week or last uh, last uh, game of the season, uh, regular season against the Rams, he had seven targets in that game. for He had five receptions, but the yardage just wasn't there. So it's not like he's not getting the... Um, the targets, the yeah, yeah, the looks and the targets for uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So I think this might be the week where uh, he has that big game against the Rams. So good luck with that one, uh, Dan. For my best bet, I'm going to go to that Chiefs and Bengals game. You know, switch it up here, little guys. We've been a little. Is there another game in. one? There is another I know, game. Right? I, don't know. <laughs> I thought this was a Super Bowl this weekend between the uh, 49ers and Rams, the way we've been talking about it. But uh, I want to go with uh, Joe Mixon. I'm going to go over 30 and a half receiving yards. Uh, for him and look, he's had a uh, great uh, season, 
not only rushing the ball, but he, he was sneakily pretty good in the passing game. I know, Dan, you had him as one of your player prop bets this season on his scrimmage yards, and he, he cleared that by a mile. And um, he's going to have a pivotal role, I think, in this passing game because, you know, with the spread being outside of seven now for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I think that we'll see that the Bengals are going to be playing from behind. And, you know, Mixon this season had a total of 314 receiving yards. But in the two playoff games this season, Mixon has receiving yards of 28 and 51. In the Week 17 matchup against the Chiefs, uh, Mixon had 40 receiving yards for the Bengals. Uh, additionally, the Chiefs defense is allowing an average of about 49 receiving yards to that running back position in all their games this season, including the playoffs. Um, so I think that, you know, Joe Mixon is going to have to um, kind of be that security blanket, I think, for Joe Burrow, because, you know, we saw last week he got hit nine times or sacked nine times. So I think we might see some quick throws and, you know, Joe Mixon's kind of sneaking out and, and catching the ball and getting some yak after that. Also do like Mixon over three and a half receptions for this game. There is a bit of a tax on it at a minus 165 on this prop bet, but I'm going to go with Joe Mixon over 30 and a half receiving yards uh, against the Chiefs uh, this weekend. Uh, thoughts on that one, uh, Rod? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, when you when you start to look at the Chiefs, they're just there's a sieve, and and there's an opportunity for just about any offensive player to to go crazy against them. And when you're trying to take away Chase, and when you're trying to take away uh, guy, you know, it opens up opportunities for guys like even Uzama or you know even Tyler Boyd if you really really want to go deep down into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mixon is Mixon, and he's going to get his. And, you know, to me, that that's kind of an easy, easy get because he's actually been doing good on both sides of the ball too, rushing and receiving. So, yeah, yeah give me a mix in all day. Uh, Dan, thoughts on mixing this weekend? Yeah, I think you had it with the, the, the O-line being so suspect. Um, and we know that the Chiefs like to blitz a lot. So there's going to be a good opportunity for Mixon to uh, catch, catch a bunch of balls out of the backfield. And um, I think that his the fact that his receiving prop is juiced up so high, that's a pretty good indication that uh, Vegas is expecting him to be busy in the backfield. So um, I definitely like his receptions and his, and his yards. Yeah. I throw at least one prop out there for, you know, the other game that's happening this week. I got, with their, I got one more for the other game. Yeah. Go th- ahead, throwing a little bonus yeah, here. Out there. Tyler, Tyler Boyd over 39 and a half receiving yards. This is really just a play against Jamar chase. And the fact that he had 266 yards against the chiefs last time, you got to <laughs> expect that they're going to do something different. He's not yeah. going to go for 266 again. So where does that 266 get spread out amongst uh, the other, the other receivers? So it's going to be a combination of T Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd. And um, I think that this is a bit low for Tyler Boyd. Um, he had did have 36 in week 17 against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he'll, he'll definitely, be closer to this 39 uh, and clearing 40 um, just given the opportunities that they're going to have with Burrow throwing the ball so much. We both, I'm sure we all agree that this is going to be the high scoring affair of the weekend. So yeah. uh, get your popcorn ready. Um, sprinkle something on Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Uh, what if, if you want it? You want another bonus one too? When, when that one's done, go I for it. One more you got one more. Go ahead. Yeah, I got one more. I got one. You know, I got to yeah. always have a fun one. You, yeah. know, you ready for the fun one? Yes. Any go player for it. to have 150 rusher receiving yards in the game that's coming in at plus money on DK right now. Mm. On any any player from both any of player the games? to have 150 rushing or receiving yards. Yep, in the game. Oh man, uh, I think it could. Happen. I mean, there's a lot of big play opportunities with some of these players here. So I mean, someone could get that in just one category, like receiving or something like that. Tyreek went for 150 last week. Yeah, so. I was just going to say that. I think Tyreek Cooper Cup could guy. easily do it too. Cooper yeah. could do it too. He's had a couple of big games against the uh, 49ers this season as yeah. well. He had like 122 one game, I think. Yeah, here, let me see if I can be close up here real quickly. Um, let's see. Ooh, that's not 
Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. Um, Cooper Cup had 183 last week, even. Yeah, yeah, 183 last week, and then oh, against wow. the Niners this year, he had 118 in the last week of the season, and then uh, 122. So he's not too far away from that. But I think yeah, Tyree Kill could be a guy that could easily break this. I think we're going to see some fireworks, like Dan alluded to, um, in that Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, but I think consensus as a propcast best bet between us, additional one, we do love the Elijah Mitchell uh, over uh, rushing attempts, right, guys? Absolutely, yes, sir. Yeah, we'll throw that out there. So best bets galore. Bonus locks galore, bonus best bets galore here. So we're looking out for all of our listeners. So that is going to be the player props um, prop cast edition for this conference championship weekend in the NFL. And uh, we cannot end it without some predictions for this weekend. So Dan, I'm going to start with you. What or who are is going to be in the Super Bowl come two weeks from now in LA at SoFi Stadium? So I have already bet it to be the Rams and the Chiefs. Uh, and I know that that is not a popular opinion, but I think that the Niners are going to cover. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think ultimately I'm giving the edge to the Rams because no one's picking the Rams. So I'm going to fade the public here and the Sharps. Um, oh, and I misspoke earlier. I said that the Niners were second in deep and past the VOA. They're actually 16th, um, but that still doesn't give me that much confidence in Matt Stafford to throw for 280 something yards. But um, yeah, let's go, uh, chiefs. I think the chiefs are going to win it all, but I just want to see good games. That's all I'm asking for chiefs and Rams for Dan, uh, Rod, I already know what, which one team you're going with. Who's coming out of a, <laughs> who's coming out of the AFC. I think Niners for it all. Uh, Super Bowl rewatch from a couple of years ago, but this time the Niners get the edge because they already, uh, they, they know, they know better now. Jimmy G's uh, another couple of years more chiseled. And, uh, and I think that, uh, Mahomes, He's a Mahomes guy, but you know, again, this is the Niners' year to take it. Jimmy get Jimmy walks away with a ring. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go 49ers as well. I'm gonna go Chiefs as well. Would you guys be surprised if the Bengals pulled it off? Like, would you really be surprised if they pulled it off? No, not even a little. I think they're. I think we're gassing up the Bengals a bit much. Now, come next week, and we're sitting here talking about us and the Bengals win. I'm gonna look with the egg. I'm gonna look like the guy with the egg <laughs> on his face, but. I just don't, I, they just, they're not going to go into Arrowhead and do it. Like, I just don't see it happening. So I took the Chiefs and the points here. That's how, that's how much I feel about it. But yeah. hey, I'm here for a good game. Yeah, that number is starting to move towards like outside of the touchdown. I see some seven and a halfs popping up. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that should be a first, or, or at least it's going to be a fun game. But definitely, I am rooting for the Niners with Rod uh, as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm going Niners and the Chiefs uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll talk about Super Bowl predictions uh, when we get to the uh, prop cast for the Super Bowl. Definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that's going to be it for this weekend, guys, or for the championship or the conference championship weekend. Um, we'll figure out the schedule for the Super Bowl. Uh, I know again, we have <laughs> the props menu for the Super Bowl is absolutely crazy with over 400, 500 player props and, and game props. But uh, we'll figure that out offline. But definitely that's going to be a show that I'm looking forward to. Um, maybe we'll break it down by team or, or something like that, but we'll figure it out. But we will be definitely here for the Super Bowl uh, player props and game props in that game. But um, Rod, any final thoughts and let the people know where they can find you, man. Oh, and of course, uh, the new uh, NASCAR gambling podcast. Let the people know about that as well. I sure will. Yeah, I'm a go Niners, first of all. Uh, yeah, I I'm ready for a good game. I'm ready for a good weekend of football. 
Uh, again, they're 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 counting down, and then the USFL starts. But that's another story. Uh, yeah, you can find me all over this SGPN site. Uh, find me on the Fantasy Football Podcast. We're still cranking out episodes. Going to keep you through the Super Bowl and beyond. We're actually not stopping. We're going to keep our two a week format all the way through the off season. We're going to keep talking fantasy football to a starving audience. Uh, and then, uh, just like Moonoffer said, NASCAR is cranking up next month in February. And me and Cody Zeeb, our man in the mic and talking NASCAR and NASCAR gambling podcast, which may spin off to a two, uh, two a week as well, if we can get some NASCAR fantasy going. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff on, on the, um, you know, just a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I alluded to earlier in the show, NASCAR gambling podcast. I mean, the SGPN just covers everything. Um, it just keeps surprising me uh, with the amount of stuff that we do covering a lot of superstars and sharp guys that, um, you know, are on the mic for us, um, you know, to tackle all the different types of sports. But Dan, uh, any final thoughts and let the people know where they can find you, man. Um, no, man, I'm excited for this PropCast uh, Super Bowl edition. Man. It's going to be that's going to be crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Titus, and uh, hopefully I'll be joining the NBA gambling crew at some point once the NFL season ends and the madness stops. Um, but yeah, definitely miss a shout out to ZB, Rel, uh, Scott for doing your thing over there. Um, definitely enjoy the show, and you guys have been cashing a lot lately. Uh, Rel just be coming out with these haymakers of uh, underdog money lines um, that I've really been taking advantage of. So shout out to y'all for doing your thing there, and uh, excited to hear this NASCAR show. Yeah, villain real, villain real is a thing, man. Uh, the the guy is not scared to uh, put his chest out there. Definitely appreciate that about villain real. But um, yeah, uh, NBA gambling podcast a big announcement coming next week. Uh, a little giveaway that we're doing, so stay tuned for that. And the return of McKee, he's gonna be uh, doing the Friday show next week uh, with a special guest. So he's back in the fold, and I'm sure once once they stop abusing Dan over there at the, uh, the, at, uh, the action. Network, I see, I see, like, I see McKee got free. No, yeah, I guess McKee, I'm next. <laughs> yeah. McKee said that he finally got free. He said he got a new mic, so he's ready to jump on the NBA gambling podcast. So he's going to take a show next week. And then, uh, once Dan is freed up, we're going to get him back in the rotation for sure. And maybe me and Dan, uh, take on the prop cast for the Tuesdays and Thursdays, or, or we'll work something out, but definitely, hey. uh, going to have excited to get Dan back on, but yeah, guys, uh, good luck this weekend with all your bets. Uh, um, we'll figure out the schedule for the Super Bowl, but we will definitely be here for that. You can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Uh, good luck this weekend. Let's cash some bets. Hopefully we hit our player props and your game uh, best bets and your bets as well. Um, let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>